Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. Hi guys, it's Rach. Welcome to another episode of the show and a little life update for you guys that I'm really excited about and also feels pretty bittersweet and all the things, but it's good stuff, which is I am moving back to Los Angeles. I am taking my children and I'm moving back to California and there's all sorts of reasons and whys and all of it. And I wanted to do a podcast to talk to you about what's going on in our lives and what this all looks like, but it's a pretty bittersweet moment because this is the last podcast I'm going to record in this little studio where I have been recording for the last three years. So it's pretty cool. Uh, It also feels super trippy. It's kind of like the end. It's not even kind of like, it definitely is the end of a really big chapter in my life. I'll walk you through it. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. For those of you who are maybe newer to the show and weren't with me back in the day, I was born and raised in Southern California. Very specifically, I was raised in a place called Bakersfield. If you know Bakersfield, then you know Bakersfield. And if you don't know Bakersfield, I'll tell you that uh, it was predominantly settled when people started to come into that region, uh, was predominantly settled by people who were migrating out of Oklahoma during the Dust Bowl. And because of that, the whole town feels very much like if you went to Oklahoma. It feels very sort of Southern-minded. It's a community built on oil and agriculture I grew up with Wranglers and everybody had a truck and everybody wore a cowboy hat and had an accent, even though it's based in California. And so landing in Texas was a, was very easy for me. And that's where we'll start. Like I began my, my life's journey in that area. And then when I was just under 18, I moved to Los Angeles And I lived there until five years ago. So I was in Southern California my entire life. And at the end of 2017, 
I had been working on building my business for, oh, I can't even guess how long at that point. I, yeah, I mean, over a decade, just, I had very, very, very long time. I had been working at it. And I had finally gotten to the place where the business was starting to have real financial success. I think like a lot of small business owners, when you start doing anything, you're figuring out one product that you can sell. And at the time, my product was I had a lifestyle blog and we produced content for advertising partners and it was really fun. I had this great team of people, but it was super early days of what we would now call influencer marketing. We really had no idea what we were doing. We were just like, oh, well, we make you know blog posts about casserole recipes or how to decorate your living room or how to style your favorite denim jacket. And because we have a big enough audience, people will pay to sponsor posts. And I built a business around this idea. And then I started to write books and had like a little bit, the tiniest smidgen of success as an author. And we hosted our first event, our first Rise conference. Some of you were there, 130 people, just like us trying to figure things out. We were just dabbling in essentially media built around communicating with women. And so much of what I do today, obviously, is still very much media based around communicating with women. But back in 2017, the company was really starting to have financial success. And simultaneously, I don't know if any of you have ever, ever experienced this, but simultaneously, while my career was really climbing, my ex-husband, who I was married to at the time, uh, was really trying to figure out his next career move. He had been an executive at a major corporation for a really long time. He was pretty unhappy in the role and he just sort of didn't know what he wanted to do. And so we began to talk about and dream about what it would look like to work together. We had talked about that for ages, but at the end of 2017, it really started to seem like, oh, dang, this could be a thing. It could be a thing, but it couldn't be a thing for my business in a place that costs as much to live as Los Angeles did. So... I had started to think about, okay, if we were really going to do this, where, where could we do it? And it just so happened. I mean, I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that God guides us to things or our, you know, guardian angels guide us to things. And it just so happened that in 2017, I had the opportunity to visit a lot of different entrepreneurs who were based in other states. So I remember walking through the offices of Noonday in Austin, Texas. I remember going and meeting with the team at Able in Nashville, Tennessee. I was visiting people in New York. I was checking out people in Arizona. And the two cities that really resonated with me were Nashville and Austin. I'm just giving you guys the full like soup to nuts because I do think there's something interesting about packing up your family and moving to another state, which a lot of people dream about, but maybe are afraid to do, or they don't know what it'll look like. So I'm just like giving you guys the full enchilada. I really liked Nashville. I really liked Austin. And I am just as a human being way more, I'm adventurous. I'm down for change. I'm not afraid. Like I could pack up tomorrow and move to Spain. I'm not freaked out by this at all. And if I didn't have four kids, I probably would do crazy things like pack up and move to Spain because I think it's so cool that I can do my job from anywhere. But as it turned out, I had four kids and this idea of moving my business, I also wanted to make a smart decision. And there. I don't know how many there are now, but at the time there were literally five states in the U.S. that were very great to be a business owner in. They were very forgiving in terms of taxes if you were in those states. And Tennessee and Texas were two options. So I don't know if we ever said it publicly, but we were debating Nashville and we were debating Austin. And ultimately we chose Austin because I loved the feel of the city. I loved, you know, Austin's slogan is keep Austin weird. It's funky. It's artistic. It's, it's just cool. It's really, really cool. 
And to be totally honest, I knew at the time, my, my oldest son is gay. He was not publicly out. He had never told me he was, but I knew that he was from the time he was a little boy. And I did not want him to be in an environment that maybe wouldn't be super accepting of that. And maybe you're laughing because you're like, why did you move to Texas? Um, but Austin is not like the whole of Texas. Austin is its own special, cool, funky place. And I ultimately was a little nervous that Nashville might be just a touch too conservative. So that's the why. That's how, that's how the decision was made. And when we made the decision to move is the end of 2017, but we didn't actually like officially move until the summer of 2018. And what's so interesting about that choice and why, you know, it felt so divinely led was my book, Girl, Wash Your Face, had not come out. And also just for for clarity, if you're new here and you don't know why that's important, that is the most successful thing I've ever done in terms of exposure, profile, financials, all of it. I wrote this book and nobody really thought it was going to do much of anything and it exploded and it sold a bajillion copies and it changed my life forever. So that book had not happened yet. This decision to make this move was 100% a leap of faith that we could just figure it out. And we had to wait about, I'm going to guess maybe nine months from the time we made the decision to the time we moved, which to be fair, I'm really bad at being in limbo. I do not like, I'm decisive. And when I make a decision, I just want to go. I want to put my energy into the new thing. It's very hard for me to sort of sit and wait. And I feel like it's a lesson that God has tried to help me learn a million times is just to be still and to be patient and to allow it to be whatever it's going to be. We pack up our kids. We move to Austin, Texas. We made the decision. Honestly, we found a real estate agent. She showed us houses all over town and we ended up in a little town about 45 minutes outside of Austin, Texas called Dripping Springs. And Dripping Springs was so amazing for our family on a bunch of different levels and was also like there were amazing things about it. And then there were things about it that I struggled with. And this is not a dog on this town. This town is wonderful. And we have so many friends that we love there, but it is 45 minutes outside the city. It is small town life. And what I loved about it was I loved the land. <laughs> I sound really weird, but I was coming from LA where there's traffic and congestion and like you're, you know, all this stuff. And all of a sudden I was in this house in the country, like literally the house next door to our house, they raised Buffalo. You look out the window in the morning and you just see like Buffalo in an open plain. It was wild. And I love nature and I love the country and I love my feet, you know, bare feet in the grass or bare feet in the dirt. Like I love to garden. I'm here for this life. What was very hard was if you want to do anything, <laughs> you're going to trek 45 minutes both ways. So when I got divorced in 2020, I moved about 20 minutes closer to Austin, Texas, but I still was pretty far outside the city. It was just fine because my travel schedule was, I mean, I had this down to a science. So whenever my kids were with their dad, I would schedule my work around them being with their dad so that when they were with me, they were with me. And I didn't go out of town. I was just like here with them. But the second they went back to dad's house, that's when I did my travel. So I would go to New York and record podcasts or go to LA or go to London. I would go do these different things. And I felt like as much as I didn't love being on airplanes that much, I had kind of the best of both worlds because I would come home bare feet on the patio, fighting off the mosquitoes, 
just having this like country experience, but then I would also sort of get the city vibe. So that's just like catching you up to where we are today. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. I had probably about a year ago started to think about what would be next. There's a lot of reasons that I started to wonder if we would ultimately stay here. But I'll tell you, a big one for me was my work in that the podcast that you are listening to is the, this is my job. I write books and I do these other things, but like day in, day out, this is my job. This is what employs my employees. This is what we do. We make this podcast for you. And it's amazing. And I love it. And I'm so grateful that I get to do it. And it is what supports my family. And it has supported my family for a very long time. So as the show got bigger, I started getting more opportunities to sit down with, honestly, some bigger guests for the show. And I was constantly juggling this like, oh, well, I can only do these weeks or I can only, you know, but I was making it work. And when my kid's dad passed away, I was unsure how, like, what am I going to do? So I'm going to, I don't want to travel away from them, especially not right now, 
I like to keep the schedule as normal as possible, as routine as possible. They know what to expect. I don't want to be away from them. They don't want to be away from me. But how do I figure this all out? And we had talked as a family. I had talked with their dad when he was still alive. Like we had talked about this idea of would we consider going back to Cali? And on the one hand, there is such incredible community here for the kids, especially my teenagers. They both have like the most amazing groups of friends. But to be totally truthful, I have no community here. That is nothing against the amazing people. There are so many kind people that I am friendly with, but I don't have my close friends here. All of my close friends live in LA. I had two of my best friends who lived here for a hot minute and they moved about a year ago. So I really haven't had my, you know, sisters, not sisters by blood, but sisters by choice. And I haven't had, you know, my children's aunties haven't been around. Like I, I don't have that here. And after their dad passed away, I started thinking like, oh my God, it's, it's me. Like, you know, I talked to you guys about this in the vlog episode I did that as much as I have been in a lot of ways, the main parent for a very long time, now it's really just me. And I want to set myself up and my kids up for the best possible opportunity we have to like manage this because for kids, you guys know, like it's so much, it is so much. And my kids are amazing human beings, but they each have their own life, their own schedule, their own emotions. Now they're they're They all have their own grief process and their therapy and like all of these things that we are going through as a family. And I have the most incredible partner. Like I literally cannot imagine our family trying to navigate the last, you know, three, four months without him here. But it's still like, I'm the mama. These are my kids. Like I have to figure out how to help us best. So I started thinking about my community back in LA. My family is two hours north of LA. So grandmas, grandpas, aunties, uncles, all of it. And my children's dad's family is two hours south of LA. So there's just this whole village there that I don't have here. So I had started to think about it. And then my kids asked, they were like, Hey, are we going to think about California? And I was like, when they first asked, I was like, we are not, we can't talk about anything, right? There's too much going on. We're trying to keep our heads above water. We need to just be here and grieve and process and figure this all out. And I was simultaneously, sorry guys, this just like became a therapy session. I'm just like venting, not even venting, just telling you that I am the executor of my ex-husband's will and the trustee of his estate and all of those things. And I don't know if any of you have ever gone through this, but that is, it is the most, I don't even have words for how intense it is to try and help process someone's estate stuff, you know, to like, I never thought about this in my life. Like what happens when someone passes away and like someone has to pay the bills. Someone has to, what do you do with their physical stuff? What do you do with, you know, the funeral, the burial, like it, the last four months have been the most unbelievably intense. And I had again, my boyfriend, my niece, and a sweet friend of ours, Chris, who has just like, it's four adults working literally every day for four months to get us to this place where we are leaving Texas tomorrow. Like it is, it's pretty nutty. 
how much goes into it. And I, I might just keep telling you guys this because it sounds morbid, but I don't think it is to like have a plan to have your affairs in order to have, like I had my own will done. I had all of that stuff in place, but after my kid's dad passed away, I was even more like, I have even more of a plan because leaving someone to manage it all is unbelievable. I cannot. You don't even think about all the stuff that, okay, I'm going to stop. It's so just, I'm going to keep just saying that over you guys. I called both my parents who are in their late sixties. I was like, do you have your, your stuff in order? Because do not, I like, I was joking with them, but like not joking, like do not do this to us girls. I have two older sisters. Do not, when you pass away, just leave it all for us to figure out. It's so, nobody wants to think about it, but it's real. Tomorrow is not a guarantee. It is not a guarantee. And to ignore the fact that something might happen and you might not be here, I think is so dangerous, especially, I know so many of you are parents and I know when I had to do, this was before my ex passed away. Like I had to do that meeting where you sit down and you figure out your will and you're like, okay, if something happens to me, I'm knocking on wood. If something happens to me, my kids go to this person. And then the lawyer is like, okay, what if something happens to you and something happens to the person that you've done? And you're like, oh my Lord, you basically have to go like four layers of if, and if something happens to them. And I get to a point where I'm like, if something has happened to four layers of adults, it's the apocalypse. The kids get to raise themselves. We're like at this point, going and having your estate planning done is, it's really intense and it's stressful, but it is important. I cannot stress to you guys enough how important it is. And if you are married and both people, not just one, both people don't know all the financial details, girl, because it's usually, I'm going to speak, it's usually the women who are like, oh, he's got it figured out or whatever. Like, I'm not making fun. I'm not talking crap. I was that woman at some point. You have to know. You need to know what's going on. You need to know what's going on in your bank account. You need to know what's going on. What is your name on? What are, what are, where's the debt? Like you need to know all of that stuff because this process has been easily one of the most intense of my life. And I was experiencing my own kind of grief, my own kind of anger, my own, all of it, right? But I wasn't experiencing the grief of a spouse who had lost a partner. And I have thought that a hundred times in the last four months, that if I was trying to navigate this and I was grieving the way a partner grieves, I I literally don't know how I would be. Talk. I don't think I'd be able to even work. I don't know because it it's so much. Sorry, I went off on a tangent, but I do believe someone listening needed to hear that right now. Just know what your plan is and make sure the people in your life know what the plan is. But the last four months have been so unbelievably intense. And meanwhile, I do have a job that I, you know, have to keep doing and I'm lucky to get to keep doing. And I have to have kids that need to be, we have live, like I still got to take people to baseball practice. I still have to, you know, do all these things, make dinner and lunches and do bedtime routine and you know, spend an hour combing out Noah's curls. Like I still have to do all this stuff. And then now we've added this massive change up of closing down one piece of this thing and making the decision to move. <laughs> it's a lot of things. And I was just... It, talking to one of my girlfriends and she was like, what are you doing? Like, Why did you do all of this stuff at once? And I'm like, 
this is from a sweet friend who does not have children. And so all of you are going to understand that the best time to transition your children from one city to another is during the summer. So I had a very limited window of time that I felt like we could move, we could get into a great new routine, and they could fully be acclimated to the city before school starts in the fall. So I needed to make moves a bit faster than maybe I would have chosen to do otherwise. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Yeah, so the kids had asked and I had told them, we're not going to do anything right now. We're going to take our time. But... The more we talked about it, the more everyone was like, yeah, this is what we want to do. And I think, too, just to be totally fair, they go to school in a, in a small town. And I don't think it's hard to imagine that as a teenager, you would maybe want a bit of a fresh start where everybody doesn't know your story. And this super hard thing that you just lived through because it's already hard enough on a hundred levels what they have to go through, but it's harder when you live in a small town and everybody like saw stuff and understand stuff and like you just, it's going to be great to have a fresh start to, you know, go to a place to start a new school where people don't know you. And so they don't know even that they're supposed to feel sad for you, which is something that they've grappled with is like, people are so kind and so thoughtful. But if you're a kid, I mean, think about it. At some point, you don't want people to be like, hi, how are you? It just makes you feel weird. It makes you feel weird. Kids want to feel normal when they're around their friends. And so there's a lot of pieces of this that are going to be hard. Leaving behind friends is going to be super hard, but the part that they are very excited about is like the fresh, fresh start, clean slate. And I guess I would say to those of you who are like, you know, oh, you're going to move. What's that like? You're moving kids. My kids are very adaptable. And I think that probably started with us I mean, this is ages ago, but we were foster parents in LA and being foster parents meant 
you know, four different little girls came through our house. There was change. Change happened a lot. And then after we were foster parents, we adopted their sister. So that was another big change. Then we moved the first time. And I remember people being like, oh my gosh, you're moving your kids. This is, are they going to be okay? How are they going to adjust? Kids, kids will adapt to the energy of whatever vibration you are bringing to the moment. So I'm positive that if I was freaking out and like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Are they going to be, then they would be absorbing that too. But I'm super chill. It's like you could be the most nervous traveler in the world. Let's say someone listening to this, you don't like being on airplanes, airports freak you out. You're the person who wants to get there six hours early because you're really nervous about it. I'm not that person. I have traveled so much. And my boyfriend has traveled about 100x more than I have. The two of us are the most calm. We are who you want as your travel buddies. Because no matter how freaked out you are, you will get around us and you will just calm down. Because we're like, oh my gosh, it's we have plenty of time. We know each airport, we're like, oh, JFK, we'll just go in this side thing and da-da-da. I don't get flustered about change in the same way I don't get flustered about traveling. And I think that my kids, so yeah, so they are... I would say like 75, 80% excited, 20% trepidatious. But the beautiful thing is we very intentionally already made plans. Like we already have all of our trips to come back here to visit, like plane tickets, book, the whole thing. So like they know when they're going to see their friends. They know it's just, it's a very smooth and easy transition to going. So yeah, going back to LA And I have to tell you guys the story of finding the house there because it was such a guided thing. For about nine months, I was looking for a place in Los Angeles because I was there almost every other week for work. And I thought, well, this is crazy. It would make so much more sense to just get a tiny little, what is it, pied-à-terre, like a, just a tiny little thing, one bedroom. I will put the podcast studio in the space and then I'll sleep there when I come to town. That was my whole vision. And I looked for nine months. And every time I would find a place I loved, it would fall through at the last minute, something would happen, or I'd see places, I'd walk into places and walk through them and they would be so cute and so beautiful and kind of on paper, everything I wanted. And I would get the craziest anxiety, like massive, massive, massive anxiety. I could not figure out what's happening. And side note, I am starting to wonder, maybe I already told you guys this, but I am starting to wonder how often I think I'm having anxiety and it's actually just my intuition manifesting physically because I'm not listening to her internally. Because Have you ever experienced that where like your inner wisdom, your inner knowing, your higher self, she has been talking to you, then she started yelling, then she started screaming and you kept ignoring her or muting her. And so finally she's like, okay, well now you're just going to start to feel this in your body. You're going to start to feel this with, you know, back pain. You're going to start to get migraines. You're going to start from me. It's anxiety. And I would walk into these houses and be like, I don't, I just would have such a strong reaction that I knew this, I can't, this is not the space. And I was feeling really discouraged and I was doing everything I know how to do, praying and meditation and manifesting and visualization. And like, I don't understand why it's so hard for me. This shouldn't be a big deal to find a little place in LA. And now Of course, I know why, because if I had gotten a little tiny one bedroom, I'd be totally screwed right now. So when all this happened, we made the decision to move back. I started looking, obviously, for a place that could accommodate my 1,000 children. And we started looking. Pickens were kind of slim. I was a little, I was starting to feel oh my gosh, we're going to be able to find anything because I was really trying to get the transition 
perfectly. I was trying to manage like, could I beautifully line this up so that everything's closed and I have this house ready to go in the summer for the kids so we can like do this whole thing. So we looked at a few places, nothing was like right. And then kept looking and finally we were out on a trip to LA and it was one of those things where the real estate agent was like, let me just show you a bunch. Let's just do like, let's, you know, see all the things and then you'll have a better idea. And I agreed to that and I didn't really even look at what he was going to show us. I was just like, just let's go. And God bless Boo. That morning was like, I just think you're going to find it today. You're going to walk in. You're going to know. Like it's the day's the day. He's like, we're calling the shot. Like you're going to find the place. And the very first house we went to see, the door opens and the woman's like, Rachel. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Because she and I used to go to church together like six years ago. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like trying to find a place and da-da-da. And she understands our situation because she obviously knew my ex-husband. And so she's like, oh, my gosh, of course. And I walk in this house and I'm like, oh, this is actually really cute. And it had a studio in the backyard. So I was like, okay, perfect for podcast. And it just like had everything. It was so wild. It just was like, oh, this is it. And she literally, we were the first people who had seen the house. It wasn't even really on the market yet. She had worked with the people who owned the home. So she had worked with them forever. And she called them and she was like, Rachel's the best. I know her from forever. Like, and literally they were like, oh, well, if you say Rachel's the one, Rachel's the one, just done, done, done. It all flowed so smoothly. It all worked out so well. It was wild. And it's a reminder to me and to you, when you are trying to call something into your life, when you have a vision, when you are trying to manifest and it's not working, there is a reason. There is always a reason that it's it's like energetically it's stuck. Energetically it's not flowing. It's almost like um, you're trying to like line up. Have you ever seen those games where there's like a marble and then you create a little track for the marble to go on and you're like turning this thing and moving that thing? You guys can't see my hands, but like you're basically lining it up so that the marble can smoothly roll along the track. That's what energy is like. It's like, it's not that you're not wise about the choice. It's not that you're not working hard. It's not that you're not meditating correctly or praying correctly or any of it. It's like, there's a reason. Your rejection is God's protection. Like there's a reason that I wasn't meant to get any of those little tiny one bedrooms I was looking at. And it's because the universe knew I was going to need something that could accommodate four kids and a podcast studio. So like, I thought this the other day, I've given you guys this analogy, but it happened again the other day. I missed my flight. I never miss my flight. I told you, I'm the easiest traveler. I know all the airports I know. And it was just this freak thing, like computer system goes down and then they couldn't check bags and it was a whole crazy thing. And I was pretty, like for me, I never get flustered in a, in the airport. And I was a little like, what is going on? And I get up there, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make my flight. I get up to the gate as it's boarding. They check my ticket and they're like, you don't have a ticket. I'm like, um, I'm literally holding my ticket. I have, uh, here's my seat. And they're like, you canceled your ticket. I'm like, I did not. I, what do you, I'm right here. I didn't cancel. And not for nothing, American Airlines, but I have about 1 million. I have so many miles. It's my preferred airline, not to be a douche lord, but like I'm a high level status because I travel this airline so much. So they're arguing for me. You, you canceled your ticket. I'm like, I, I didn't cancel. So like, come over here to the desk, like, let us look at this. And what happened was that when I went to check the bag, the sweet girl at the counter who might've been new, 
made a mistake. I don't know. But in doing so, canceled the ticket. And as soon as she canceled the seat, somebody snapped it up because they had oversold the flight. So I'm like trying to get to New York to do my New York show for tour. And I'm like really peeved. I'm sorry. I don't ever get pissed off. But I was like, are you kidding? Not for nothing, but it was like a 7 a.m. flight, which means I had to get up at like 4.30. I was like, are you kidding me right now? So I was a little peeved. And I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to have to take a later flight. I had to take like a 6 p.m. It was like a whole thing. And I was pretty worked up when I was walking away from that gate. And I heard this voice remind me, which has reminded me this before. If you are going to feel gratitude when the universe works, and I'm using air quotes, when the universe works in your favor, then you have to also feel gratitude when it doesn't. Because even when it doesn't work in your favor, it's working in your favor. I don't know why I missed that flight. It was like pretty freak thing. I've never in my life heard of a ticket agent canceling someone's ticket when they're trying to check their bag, that's a pretty freak thing to happen. So if that's going to happen, then I need to assume that I'm being protected from something or maybe I'm not being protected. Maybe the person who got my seat on that flight needed to be on that flight for a very specific reason. I don't know. But if you're going to appreciate when the universe lines up with synchronicity, you have to believe, you have to move in faith that it's all being lined up for synchronicity, except what it is. So finding this place was just such a godsend. Like it was such a freaking amazing thing. And I am so excited. I'm so freaking excited. Uh, the first weekend I got the house, took the kids out there, and I invited one of my besties and her husband and her son over to swim because I have a pool now. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm about to be so golden tan. You don't even know. So I invited them over to swim and we didn't have furniture. Like it was such a, it was like, I'm going to order takeout and we're going to sit on towels on the floor because that's what I have to offer. But I was like, oh my gosh, you're at my house. Like you're at my house with your son because when I lived in LA, she didn't have a baby yet. And this baby, like I am there at his birthday parties. I come and see him. Like he doesn't know me. He's two. He has no idea who, because he only sees me like once a quarter. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to be your best friend. You do not even know. Like Auntie Ray Ray is about to be your buddy. And She's about to have another baby. And I'm like, oh my God, I, be, I get to be here for like this baby's whole life. And I get to help her when the baby, like there's just so many things. It's the community thing. It's the community thing. Beyond that, this maybe sounds really silly to you guys, but the thing I am the most excited about beyond my friends is that I can walk to things. I can walk to things. Any of you who live out in the country will maybe get this, but it takes at least 40 minutes to get in and out of Austin. So for me, if I want to go get coffee, if I want to go to yoga, if I want to go do anything, like I'm committing to that level. So oftentimes I just don't, I, I don't leave because I just don't want to deal with getting in and out of town. And I can walk to things now. I can walk to coffee. I can walk to yoga. I can walk to the gym. I can just walk in a neighborhood. I can walk my dog. I, there's no sidewalks where I live because I'm in the country. I'm like, oh my word, we are about to live our best walking lives. It's it's going to be a game changer. There are going to be so many things that I'm going to miss about Texas. I'm going to miss the land for sure. The nature of Texas I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss sitting out on my patio, listening to birds. I'm going to miss Texas hill country and the trees and the lizards and the deer and whatever these little fox things are that run around my yard. I'm, I'm going to miss it. But I'm really excited to have a chapter where I can just easily access things. And it's also a big change for the podcast. 
because getting people to do an in-person podcast interview in Austin, Texas is much more difficult than, hey, I'm in LA and you're here doing press, like pop on by. I think you guys will be pumped at some of the guests that we have coming up on the show just because of easy proximity for them to swing by and do an interview. But yeah, that's what's going on. This is literally the last, this is it. This is the last podcast in this room. Tomorrow I get on a plane and I go to LA. And I guess, you know, when I was younger, I sort of thought that you pick a place and that's where you live until you die. And the older I get, the more I just see the beautiful adventure that this life is. And this is our next adventure. This is our next chapter. It's bittersweet, but it's a lot more sweet than it is bitter. I'm very grateful for the space that we've had as a family to be here and to figure things out. And it has been very good and it's been very hard at times. It has been beautiful. It has been deeply sad. It's been all of it. Yeah, I'm really grateful for the last five years. And I'm really excited about the next five years. So say a prayer for us. If you think about it, send us some good energy as we transition these babies into a new environment. And the next time you hear a podcast from me, it will be in California. I will be back soon with more information. And until then, as always, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Introducing Celebration Key, your key to paradise. Unlock Carnival's all-new exclusive destination at Grand Bahama, where you can dive into clear lagoons, try all the water sports, or unwind on a mile-long, pristine beach with breathtaking sunset views. This vacation paradise has it all. Celebration Key, welcoming guests in summer 2025. Carnival, choose fun. Copyright 2024 Carnival Corporation, all rights reserved. Ships Registry, the Bahamas and Panama.